Something in your cup. It's uh, seven eighteen at night. <laughs> you gotta wake up sometime. Stop! <laughs> I don't like that. This oh. is the kind of thing you have to put up with when you're here. <laughs> I don't like you wanted to be on the podcast with me, and so. man, boy, and and uh, the pie is that good. Yeah, I came here for the pie. <laughs> Tonight's podcast brought to you by Pie. pie. <laughs> Not the number, but the thing in the big jar over there. The large pie. Large pan. It's a pizza pie. Yeah. All right. Do your news. Uh, well, we're say, and that's why. And that's why their feet are wet. No, I think we want to. St- <laughs> Have you done your intro? Not yet. We don't, <laughs> we don't want to wear that out. We don't want to wear that. Out. <laughs> okay, you're right. So you know, hey, <laughs> this is an intro. Hey, no, yeah, this is Derek McCann, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Twenty minutes in, and he hasn't done his intro yet. No, because we were just enjoying and we're, we're 13 we, minutes and 33 seconds for gosh sakes oh, okay, we just after. Okay. got you headphones you still don't know we've been doing this back and forth stop see this is this is mike after after he's done all the scheduling this is the breakdown i know i yeah. know so hey this is Derek mccaw editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com welcome to the fanboy planet podcast we have a very special how many years running is this at least uh, 14, 16, somewhere around No, 20. the Fanboy Planet is, but with oh. Cinequest, six oh, years, 30, 40 years. years. 30, yes. <laughs> yes. This is our 40th year of a 10-year-long <laughs> podcast. I think Carter was president. This I is, remember being in a gas well, I, line. I remember when we did our first podcast about Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I like the fact I like the way you called it, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Empire Strikes Out. Anyway, no, it's not right. Hey, anyway, you, producing this, and it's all his job to make this sound linear oh, somehow. Don't blame you me. should just I, be impressed that I knew that was 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. But anyway, go ahead. I am Rick Brett Snyder. <laughs> That's right. Thank and you. we do obviously have special guests this evening. So please introduce yourselves Mike Rabo from Cinequest. Gabrielle Torresola. Not from da- Daughter. No, from, not from Cinequest. Not from Cinequest. But we see you there occasionally. Yes, Michael's. Yeah, I work there. Yes, Mike Rabel's daughter. Oh, you work there? Yeah. What do you do? Oh, uh, you know, I sit in the chair. And this I... is the kind of hard-hitting interview that we do. No, doing. this is exactly what Mike does, too. I, I <laughs> sit in the chair. <laughs> actually, the older sister actually is working Cinequest this year. Oh, well, excellent. In the box ah. office. All right. Well, before cool. we get deep into talking about Cinequest 2020, that's exciting. Uh, we do, of course, what we have our usual uh, housekeeping and so forth, which is to say that if there's anything we talk about, on uh, this this week's podcast that you would like to purchase for your very own and you cannot find it at your local brick-and-mortar store. Each and every page on Fanboy Planet does have a an Amazon search box, and you can go through there, and we are affiliated with Amazon, and any product you buy through the search box does indeed uh, give us a, a tiny little percentage back, and we appreciate that support, as well as if you'd just like to help defray the cost of running a, a site and running the podcast, you can go to PayPal and donate at editor at fanboyplanet.com, as well as if you'd like to join the conversation, if you'd like to, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Fanboyplanet.com. And indeed, we might read your your Mine? mail on the wall. It might be yours okay. on the air. I actually ignore most of yours, uh, your emails. <laughs> but uh, anyway, be, you can also follow us on Twitter at FanboyPlanet. You can join the Facebook page at FanboyPlanet and Instagram at FanboyPlanet. And we did indeed get a tweet. We did. We did. We are validated. And so I want to share, share this. <laughs> yes. Uh, I believe that the last time we recorded, and it's been a couple of weeks because we yes. we, we broke for Gallifrey One, and of course that 
goes plays higgledy piggledy timey wimey wibbly wobbly everything goes we don't know where we are and and uh so it's I been did a another podcast while i was while we didn't do the other one you did another podcast i'll tell you about You're it saying later other podcasts no, no no i'm creating new podcasts no, now i'm just done with you no, all right no. so anyway they're just being vague now vague, vague we talked podcast we were talking like, about uh we'd gotten an email about uh that uh, called me a social justice warrior and uh so uh chris buckley tweeted at us uh listener chris buckley who said uh, we were talking about Star Wars, and you referred to Star Wars as uh, the whole thing as the trilogy of trilogies. So I'm yes. just giving you background. So yes. he combined these two elements to a tweet from it saying, Dear Fanboy Planet, since you brought up Catholic social teaching, let me weigh in oh that God. we can stop calling it a trilogy of trilogies and call it what it is, the Star Wars Novena. That is all. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So thank you, Chris, for that. And that made me laugh. You know what's bad about that? What's bad about it? Disney's going to trademark Novita. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. it's a, Oh, sweet summer child, Rick. They already own every word in the English language. All right. So uh, we do have he talks like this one other comics, one piece of comics news that broke yesterday yes. and we're recording this on Saturday night and thank you again uh, for coming out tonight's Doc Cinequest but uh, yesterday at about noon and this was kind of, kind of shocker it was announced that Dan DiDio who was co-publisher of DC Comics with Jim Lee had left DC and by the evening I was traveling last night and by the time I landed it was confirmed that he had indeed been fired by executives at, uh, high up at Warner for reasons unknown, unknown. So that's all, all we know is that it was not Dan DiDio's choice to leave. But this is the end of an era. There have been many people criticizing him over the years, and so it's kind of an impact. Interesting because it's happened on the first day of Comics Pro, which is the meeting of all the retailers, in which they were to you know DC was going to make a big pitch, and usually Dan DiDio is there to say, hey, this is what's coming up. And what we're doing to help retailers, and now he's gone. It's funny because, like, Dan has been a fixture at DC for so long. And, in fact— At least 15 years. In fact, the first um, multimedia that we put out on on social media was a video that I took of Dan. Yeah, I was going to— was it at, was it WonderCon, WonderCon in San Francisco? In San Francisco. Or, or yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was WonderCon in San Francisco, and he he wasn't that well known so he'd walk into a walk into a line a bunch of fan fans and just start talking about dc comics and i had my camera a little little camera up there and i shot him doing doing this and it's still up on youtube today but uh dan to do which i got to repost on 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 fanboy planet 3.0 yeah to put that up there i was also thinking i i my thoughts immediately went to that and to how he used to before he was well known, as you say, before things became like so corporate, before yeah. Disney bought Marvel and so forth, the last panel of Comic Con would be Dan DiDio just talking comics, not right. DC, any kind of comics, any kind of comics, because he just loved yeah. comics so much. And so that'd be on Sunday. There, yeah, I said it was. La- it was usually oh, right. the, yeah. the last slot, and I, I, we, I think we, I, both of us had attended yep. it a couple of times. Had a couple of brief encounters with him, and mm-hmm. and always liked him, even though. Sure. Like, I met him in New York when like I went to Like everybody else. That's right. Offices. When you went to the offices. That that there are things, decisions he made, New <clears throat> 52, that I didn't like. Although there were things about uh, uh, still books in there that were uh, you know good. It's like nobody, no one leader is going to be like 100% of the people. Whether he had like his decisions good or, or bad books, there was no denying that he had enthusiasm about his work and about comics and about the fans. Is, is, is he the one that keeps bringing Neil Adams back? That might be Jim Lee. Okay. I, I don't Because know. I got to say... Uh, anyway. Because but, but there's what... But there's it what, could uh, just be the fans, Michael. Could just be the fans. Okay, but he, I, I, he's... Uh, well, no, because Rick actually has a hundred copies of that, <clears throat> of Batman uh, in Ra's al Ghul. Uh, so, you know, yes, it, it's all oh, that's just... Oh, that's a new one. Okay, that's yes. the, yeah, that's brand new. I, I didn't realize that was a new one. Yes. Okay. How many do you think are in this Mike, stack? In this stack? Mike, I'm going to... When, when you come to visit in L.A., and you will come to visit me in L.A., we're going to visit Derek and LA, apparently. Yes. Yeah. I will take you to Neil Adams' comic 70 show. or 80 in this stack. Crusty Bunkers. Okay. Oh, All right. I'm just, I'm just, 
I love his artwork. I'm just not a fan of the writing. That's all. Okay. And I don't. I don't consider that heretical at all. I, I, I'm saying, but you know, Dan. Dan like like Joe Casada over at Marvel. Yep. Was doing what he could to sell books. That's uh-huh. ultimately what it comes comes down to. And if they were floundering, it's because everything is. This leaves Jim Lee at this point as the publisher. Yeah, and and the other thing is Dan was good with people. Dan, Dan was great. With Dan people. could could take the. Which is not to say Jim Lee's not. I just no, don't no, feel about saying, him the same way that I do. He, Dan could video. take a angry per, angry fan or a blushingly uh, gushing fan. And treat them both with the same professional, professional, and make them feel welcome at the at the panel or whatever they were doing. And I have I've seen Jim Lee on panels, and Jim Lee I think is where he is because he's a craftsman. Mm-hmm. I he's not he, he's not shown the same kind of. I don't think he's the public face. persona that yeah. that Dan Dio could be, and. As much as like I like, I don't you know I've liked things that Jeff Johns has done and who left last year, uh, front stepped down from DC as well as chief creative officer. Uh, I don't think that Jeff was as dynamic a speaker. I don't think Joe Casada is as dynamic. I mean that's the one thing like over at Marvel why Kevin Feige makes perfect sense as having taken over as chief creative oh, yeah. officer yeah. for all of those things because Feige can speak to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, and now they're going. Is that how you pronounce it? You were asking. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. We, we were watching something last night with where she was laughing about Mark Ruffalo telling a story about getting a phone call from Kevin Feige after he blabbed about. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was from him uh, recording the. Oh, the Thor, phone in his Thor pocket. Ragnar- he accidentally went live on like Facebook or something. He like said it on some social media, and he was like. He like didn't know how to turn off the like live, and so he for the first twenty minutes of the Thor Ragnarok movie, he like was recording it from his <laughs> oh, Ruffalo. And everyone was like, oh, somebody had to come in the theater and tell him his phone is on. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, it's not. And he was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> we were watching him in an interview on um on uh, uh, Graham Graham Norton. Norton. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. anyway, you know, the face of comics is about to change as we're really ramping up into. Uh, the Comic Con season because C two E two, which I don't ask me what it actually stands for, but the big Chicago show is next week, which Dan DeDio was supposed to be DC centerpiece, like meet the publishers next week, no longer. Then we go to WonderCon in Easter, and then of course you get various Wizard Worlds, and then of course San Diego in July. So what is happening with DC, and especially on? They've changed 5G, we talked about a few weeks ago. It is now Generation 5. But now there's doubt that that 5G was a bad name. It was. It was because we don't know yet (laughs) if 5G actually causes cancer. So it's... It's much faster doing whatever it does. We'll we'll go that much sooner? All right. I'm (laughs) That's not just coffee. No, it's strychnine. All right, so thank you. See, I to do it see it's once. fun? Okay. It causes, uh, it causes editing havoc for Rick. But. <laughs> Not at all. It just becomes a sound. I just have to enhance it. Yeah. <laughs> Drop that bass. Anyway, we, we just need some, uh, uh, some popcorn. <laughs> we'll be pie later. So anyway, I, I just wanted us to have that a little bit of discussion yeah. because it's a, it, it, you know, the, we wouldn't talk about it for a couple of weeks. I think it's more more important than saying what's DC going to do. It's to say where do you think Dan's going to land. That is a really good question. Is there room at Marvel? I doubt that. I think IDW or Image. I think IDW could really use him. Yeah, they could really use that energy. Uh, which, by the way, IDW did just announce uh, yesterday that Lock and Key <laughs> and the Sandman are crossing over. Wow. So, you know, DC and IDW have been... Well, IDW has been working with Marvel, too. This is I, like, you, you have to... For, forgive me, but you're talking about the comics, because I'm watching Lock and Key on Oh, yes, I know, Netflix I know. right now. Well, Sandman's going to be on Netflix, I'm, too. Yeah. Okay. We, we just finished watching Lock and Key the season. So okay, yeah. I haven't yeah. finished watching Lock and Key oh. yet. But... Don't, yeah, don't say anything. The other IDW piece <clears> of news that I just want to you to respond to live on the air is that Scott Dunbeer tweeted out last night and announced. Sorry, who's Scott? Scott Dunbeer? Dunbeer is the guy who does the artist editions, the big oversized. Oh, okay. Okay. They got the rights to reprint Michael Golden's Micronauts. 
in oh, artist edition. That's awesome. And that's the first one I think I have that's to buy. That's really awesome. And he was saying so. Now, the artist edition is that not colored? Is that right, just pencils? It's the, black, it's the pencils, it's the big yeah. oversize. And I, so, so he said it's not too late to swap out if anybody has better. Oh. Like, you know, versions of the pages. Right, right. He still could arrange to get it. So that's why he tweeted out, like, does anybody have, like, original art right, that we right, haven't right, found? Right. And so... I will, I, will, I will admit that I actually have the entire run of the first Micronaut series on... on in, no, no, you don't, because you don't read comics. <laughs> You've <laughs> never read comics. I was going to say, on paper. <laughs> no, no. In, 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 in storage, it's, it, I, have the, I have the entire run in there. My, Me too. All the, all the golden stuff. <laughs> because that was good comics. Yeah, Bill Matlow. And and the the issue yeah. had been, of course, because it's Micronauts and it's owned by Hasbro. Thought all those rights were. It's like Rom thought that everything was when, tied up. And you it is interesting though that nobody has ankles in that thing. When, when did, kind of, they all got these big boots yes. <laughs> that go when, from the when did Butch Geist come in though? Uh, it, before it became well, so there's an interesting story with that. Right, see, is go. that I don't know exactly when it happened, but but <clears throat> uh, Michael Golden was told that Micronauts would not cross was not part of the Marvel universe yeah. huh. and that's why he did it took the job okay. because he didn't want to be part of the Marvel universe he wanted to just draw Hello issue own. number 1 uh I don't think issue I'm pretty sure it is an issue number 1 when did, the end the last panel in issue number 1 I may be confusing uh with Kristar when Nightcrawler crossed over but I think that I was Kristar yeah. uh, where that happened but the, it was at least 10 issues before they got into the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. officially, like, expanded out. And and so he left shortly after that. It's not as long a run as we think it was. Okay. But, because Jackson Geiss or Butch Geiss was yeah. was really good, too. It was a good replacement. Yeah. But, yeah. but it is interesting. I just read an article on that a couple weeks okay. ago. Okay. No, I'm just had, wondering because that's what I but remember But I'm pretty sure mostly. Golden did all the character, the original character design for the yes, series. Yes, he did. Yes, so. he did. Who did the... Okay, I, I do collect. I used to collect. Okay, fine. Um, Tell us who what did, has he brought into the who house? Was, who was the Who was the artwork of X Men Micronauts? The crossover. Cochran. The artwork oh, of the cross of the crossover crossover X Men oh. Micronauts series. I think that was Jackson Guys. Okay, okay, Probably. okay. Yeah, it was Jackson guys. Why did I say Butch guys? No, because he's he'd been under both names. So oh, I, okay, okay, okay. He was probably Butch guys <clears throat> then, and I think he goes by Jackson now. So oh, okay, I got used okay. to calling him Jackson. Okay, all right. As if I have ever met him, I have not. But I try to respect them so okay. that when I go, Mr. Geis, you know. Because I will, I, will, I will say that, I, I, that I actually did, did find Golden and his artwork very similar. Like, oh, yeah. In, in, yeah. in style. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but the, the Golden, of course, I remember from all the Doctor Strange stuff and, yeah. uh, and uh, the Avengers t- Annual 10, the Rogue. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did that introduction of Rogue. See, I know these things. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll tie it to the movies uh, for your daughter that apparently that is they're rumored to be reintroducing Rogue in Captain Marvel 2 so they can play out that plot line from Avengers. There you go. Speaking of, the Harry Potter movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay, kid. When we form our softball team, you are playing left field. You just... <laughs> so anyway, all right. Uh, so now that we've done our... Our side. Why you're really here? Why am I really here? And it's not just for the <laughs> apple are you pie. Sh- are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't because you just wanted to like bring this out of me? Like this, this, the stuff that I actually do know. <laughs> it, it is my <laughs> annual. <laughs> I know. Let it out. Let it out, Michael. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to admit it. Yeah. Introduce him. Let's let's try. Well, it. this is program di- Cinequest program director and Mike his daughter. and. <laughs> It says on Mike Rabel and his daughter. That's what it says. And his daughter. Dual business cards. It's just like it goes. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> They've yeah, got a broken heart and you put them together. Yeah. Oh, that is so sweet. Aww. Oh, you're here to talk about <laughs> Cinequest 2020. She's never going to see me the same way after this whole thing. <laughs> I just want to lead off by saying, and this does tie in, you have programmed this year. I don't know how much control you actually have over the silent films, but you are programming the film that, depending on Dan DiDio's continuity, is the one that was shown the night that Thomas and Martha Wayne were shot and killed in Crime Alley. Yep. I did not know that. The Mark of Zorro. So we need to bring Charles McKeithen in. Yes. To To, why? to a side alley next to the... <laughs> so... 
<laughs> next to the theater. So I I'm totally going to tweet him. I got you tag him in the tweet. So I so I just watched Joker recently. Uh, is yes. that what they're actually showing in it? I don't I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to uh, what they were showing on screen. I just saw the theater scene. No, actually, so it's been changed. But in the comics, okay, in the comics, it's established okay. that right. no, uh, I could say. <clears throat> Uh, that in Batman Begins, it's they actually go to the opera and see De Fleeter Mouse. I, oh, I knew that. I'm talking about just Joker. What was like, the movie? Uh, the silent movie. Uh, uh, at joke, on, in Joker. What That's what he's it? asking. And okay. I, and I, and I, I, I watched it, but I didn't know what it was. They, yeah. yeah, they show a Chaplin movie, but that's not okay. when... They, but oh, that's right. It was the skating one. Yeah, yeah okay, but yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. not the the film they were they okay. come out of when they're, when they're shot. I don't know, because at that point I was just really irritated that it had all gone to that far. far. Like, I didn't need to see that. I was, you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, basically, back to it. The Mark of Zorro is, and that's one reason why he becomes masked, is this ah, the influence of... There you that go. That was it. So, so, depending on which story you read, it's, it's either the Douglas Fairbanks silent one or the uh, Tyrone Power. 1941. Well, so I, I we're, we're showing the 1920 version. I know. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Hundred hundred year anniversary. So, wow. So at the California Theater, which which date? Because I March thirteenth. Uh, uh, March thirteenth. Friday, Friday, March thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. My son's birthday. Uh, so oh, my friend's birthday. Well, it's a, not your son. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I didn't think you know after the Christmas party. I don't think anybody was friends. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Well, whoa. Mike chased everybody out. It was it was horrible. <laughs> wow, except for Jason Weiner, and that's what made it so weird. But anyway, uh, so Jason Weiner after hours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So we got really deep, dark inside Cinequest. At this point, Rick decided he wasn't going to do a real big edit on the show. <laughs> no, no, he shouldn't. And the uh, the other thing here is, so I wanted to lead with that because that is the most direct to Fanboy Planet listeners is this chance to see in the California theater, beautiful, beautiful screen, you know, huge. You get live organ accompaniment, and there's a short from Buster Keaton uh, as well. Yeah, uh, uh, one week. Uh, one week. One week. Okay. Because last year was Steamboat Bill Jr. was the say, silent film yeah. uh, focus on that. That was great. So always a high point. The other thing that you're showing in the California theater that's amazing, I let you speak to it because it's terrific. Well, we're showing a lot of things in the California theater. Well, yeah. Are you talking about the older film? I'm talking about the one that takes place millimeter. 19 years ago. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 19 years? Wait. <laughs> Um, yes, we have a 70 millimeter print of 2001 A Space Odyssey. I Arguably mean, the most influential oh. sci fi movie ever. Arguably. You could have an argument about that. Yeah. yeah but, I, but, I, 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 I but a fun argument, and I've never seen it on the big screen. So never? I'm really? very, wow. very excited. Wow. I, went, I went to the IMAX a couple of years ago when they released it for the what, IMAX. And what was, would it have been at the Century 21? Would that have been 70 or 35? Century Twenty One. Are you talking? Oh, did it re-release or original? When they originally released? It? Oh, I have. I don't know. It's. I. I. I wasn't uh, old enough to go then. Oh. I don't even know if I was alive then when it came out. Well, you <laughs> should know about the theaters. And... Okay, I was one year old. And you probably saw it, and that's why you're here tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. You uh, were the space seed. You were. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but um, they released on IMAX a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know the original. I mean, I know that he intended it to be 70 millimeter, but I don't know if every theater carried that at that time. I don't know. I think the centuries would have because that was one of their big selling points. They were getting all the Cinerama stuff, too. Yeah. You know, so. Anyway, so those are two really high points, and that one is the previous Friday, so Friday the sixth. No, 6th. It's, it's actually the, the Saturday morning after the silent film, so same weekend. We just we just sit there. You can just and sit, we just get hey camp out. Why not? So it's the it's Saturday. It's Saturday. It was originally seventy millimeter. There you go. Yeah. So Friday Friday nights the silent film on the thirteenth on the fourteenth at ten a.m. is two thousand one. Okay, I think I have to get a hotel room now and just be ready. Okay. All right, I've so, seen. That I mean, movie two, two, so two thousand one is like almost three hour movie, so that's yeah. why we're starting it earlier in the day. Okay, okay, hey. <laughs> it's so early. <laughs> the concession stand will have oatmeal. Ooh, uh, but granted, with <gasps> all no the concession stand at the California theater, <laughs> there are no. Concessions. There is upstairs. Yes. Oh, do, do, oh, do they actually open it though during the? Festival? They've got a bar and they've got. Yeah, the, I've I've had popcorn yeah. during the festival. Okay. Yeah, yeah, during I, the festival. Even I, even Wait, I don't even. No, know they that. don't have oatmeal. <laughs> oh. That was that was Rick's job. Uh, so. 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, granted, then I may not be able to see it because we always have so much else we're doing yeah. with filmmakers and so forth during during the weekends. Yeah, no, the second weekend the morning. Is, is, is nice for you. At 10 a.m., but, but, you know, it's three hours long. You're out. At know, 1 o'clock, maybe. But it's the second weekend, which a lot of the premieres are already done. That's true. true, too. Okay. Think about it that way. I'm, I'm getting that hotel room. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Uh, so, let's Just, talk Jessica to, Cameron will be gone by then. Don't worry. Oh, okay. That's right. Well, let's talk about that. We've got a horror film coming from uh, filmmaker, LA f- filmmaker Jessica Cameron. And the reason we're going to, she's very big in the horror community. Yeah. And so uh, to talk about that that film and other films that are kind of nerd focused. Well, that one's called A Bad Place. We're doing the world premiere of it. And uh, Jess- Jessica uh, wrote it and directed it and actually is uh, stars in it with uh, other actresses. It's essentially about, well, the, the title, A Bad Place, where. Uh, uh, three women who are stuck in this uh, sort of like a dreamlike world that's horrific, but they're all stuck in bad places in their lives and they don't know how to get out of it. So it's kind of a feminist horror story mm-hmm. um, and really, really uh, intricate uh, how they blend all the stories together and how each one is reflective of the others and what kind of uh, has led them to this space. And that's all I'll really tell you about it because I don't want to give away too much. No, I really yeah. pre- appreciate not getting told yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah, but that's what it's about, and it's it's very it's very female driven story. And and what I like so much about it is that there, there there are so very very few women horror directors. I mean, out there. I mean, it just it's a rare thing to find. And actually, we have a few this year. Uh, there's actually one called um, uh, uh, Dark Whispers. Uh, that's essentially a, a, a a girl finds a book that her mother had called the book of dark whispers and it's different stories within that. So, and each individual, uh, horror story is directed by a woman. So there's 11 different anthology film, anthology film. Yeah. And then Hmm. it's 11 different female directors directing horror films within it. And it's all compiled together and they all link together through a common, uh, thing through the book. Okay. Yeah. So, and, um, I think the biggest name in it is Anthony LaPaglia, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Um, but it, but he's Australian and the film's Australian. Uh, so Okay. So, so Australian they, horror is interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but and to your point, I do I, I see a lot of uh women directors coming out in well, cuz you had that one last Blood Punch a few years ago. You programmed I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, yeah. with the with Iris, uh, the girl who's an I, a woman who's on I Zombie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. And that was out of Australia. So yeah, I mean, so, but that wasn't a female director. That's what I was. I was trying to tie no, it together. Okay. No, no, no. But there are. But yes, there's. I because I hang out a lot of dark dogs in Burbank. There's a lot of films coming out with with with, with women driving driving the the horror as directors i just saw a thing called satanic panic and i do want to call out that when you go to uh cinequest like right now on amazon prime there's uh one from last year actually debuts this week on amazon prime Mm -hmm. um every time i die or oh yeah 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 Yeah. so that 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 was a good film that goes on amazon prime this week and so really you see at cinequest these these when I say little, it's not to be derisive. It's just they don't get big How releases. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got a little angry at him. Yeah, you can see I how angry I was. On and that really hurt my ears. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> what did you put in this drink? <laughs> okay, you said it was strychnine. Uh, yeah, oh, I put it in there. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, that you see these really cool genre movies at at cinequest and then they do you do find find them because uh, there's still the house on pine streets on amazon prime yeah yeah and <laughs> then later you have a with, opportunity with, to pay for them again and this, pro, well no they're, but they're if you oh they're on amazon, amazon prime, prime they're sure, free. sure sure you forgot, so, to, you forgot and to say prodigy from two years ago yes you, know, so. you forgot to say house on pine street with cinequest darling emily goss <laughs> oh you're right i'm sorry <laughs> it says on her business card <laughs> i think it does now <laughs> cinequest darling emily goss uh in the house on pine street yes okay i Emily, forgive us. <laughs> forgive us. Yeah, All right. And she's listening, I'm sure. She might be, jerk. All right. <laughs> Tell us more. Tell us more, Mike. Well. Are there any funny movies? Well, 
I thought we wanted to talk about the genre ones. We want to talk about the genre ones first. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Rick so, just didn't like the tension going on between us. So one of my personal uh, favorite, well, something funny. Here we go. Okay. Funny, funny and horrific. Ooh. Ooh. The Mike Rabel story. Oh. Ro- Roadhead. <laughs> we're, we're having, we have the world premiere Roadhead, which is a film about three friends driving through the salt flats and coming across a murderous cult. Um, now, it doesn't sound funny at first. I was going, yeah. However... The relationship and the banter and everything turns it into a comedy and it becomes over the top kind of uh, satire on those genres of, okay. of Road Warrior mixed with um, Blair Witch mixed with, you know, The Office. The Office. There you go. <laughs> you watch The Office, so. Yeah. This looks interesting. This one. Here. Yeah, Fried Berry, a South African sci fi film. Uh, about a man who uh, ends up uh, being well, he's he's kind of an abusive man who ends up getting inhabited by an alien in his body and takes a tour of the uh, underground, seedy world in South Africa. I want to see that one. Okay, no, you don't. Well, it has aliens. You will not be seeing that one. <laughs> Just so you know. Okay, good, aliens. good. Do Cinequest films have ratings? This one would definitely be a hard R. It would, okay. So is there like an advisory for it? It actually might be NC-17 at this okay. point. No, okay, but that does raise a good, good question as we talk about these things. It, 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 is there is there a, somebody who advises and says, I'm we, sorry, that, ch- that child is too young? We, 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 we do, we do um, have people at the box office who are aware of that stuff, but we don't. since we're not a rating system, we don't, uh-huh. we don't officially have the authority to rate the movies. But we could warn people. Okay. Well, they should definitely read it from the free catalog they can pick up well, all over downtown well, San Jose. If, and online. And yeah. online. If you if you read Fried Berry, it says human includes graphic sex and horrifying violence. So, so I think I think it's pretty obvious if they the read the synopsis. The preschool field trip is definitely off. <laughs> we actually put it in the synopsis that there's graphic sex. It's it's no Hamilton. All right, so go ahead. Uh <laughs> what else would you recommend to our audience? Uh, well, um, a few years ago, we had a short film uh, by the director of Sunset on the River Styx. This is a vampire uh, romance. You can see that one. Like Twilight. Uh, not quite. Oh, Dark, thank darker than Better that. Than thank <laughs> heavens. Aren't you who I borrowed one of those films from? Me. They're my sister. Oh, yeah, it belongs yeah. to the older sister. I, I'm just holding this for my sister. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she forced me to watch those. I did not want to watch them. Um, um, a particular one that I think is uh, would be really interesting uh, to talk about is The Night, which is uh, a horror film about a uh, Iranian couple who um, gets stuck in a hotel in L.A. for the night with their so child. So a K or an N for night? Uh, just an N. Just okay. an N. It's one night. Uh, and uh, it's it's actually directed by uh, somebody who graduated from San Jose State. Um, and people have graduated. And, and, and I, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> Many. <yeah>. And um, <laughs> Barnaby so, will be very happy to hear that. Yes. And so this is this is a film we're showing uh, that uh, it's a really compelling film about this couple who they face they have to face their demons while facing actual demons <laughs> in this hotel. So they're going. It's it's. Kind of I know that hotel. Intensive, cu- <laughs> intensive couples counseling. Whoa. It is. It no, is. what is it? You know that you know that hotel in uh, it's not downtown. It's in Hollywood, where oh, they did make a horror movie about it. Um, did you stay in the hotel? Oh no, I'm not going to stay. <laughs> I, I don't, the only hotel I can really tell you about LA is the Roosevelt. That's the only, this one. No, hotel. Is that the one where the, the it's supposedly haunted? Yeah, where the woman, uh, where the night Stra- the night stalker. Stayed there a lot, know, and then there was a that, woman, yeah. and there's a video. You can look it up on YouTube where she's in the elevator, and she's clearly talking to somebody, and there's nobody else in the elevator. That never happens. And you no, know, and the, no, but the the movie I think was called Blackwater, and okay. and so what it was, so she disappeared, and then so they had this security video, and then like uh, three weeks later they discovered she was in the water tower. And so everybody had been complaining that the water tasted funny. Oh, and she was it, and but it, it turned out to be the same hotel that the Black D- Dahlia had stayed at. Okay, so it's been like this big, you know, all these horrible things have yeah. happened there. I do know people that have stayed there, and they're, they're just not right. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I I don't know if that's the hotel, the Roosevelt, but I because I don't know the full story. But that's, yeah. you know, I stayed at the. I'm door. sure. I'm sure there's a way to find out. 
if only we had some sort of net that was interwoven. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, anyway, so. Another, an- another film to talk we about. We made it spooky. Sorry. We made uh, it wrong. Shift, Shifter, which I think is, is great. Uh, it's a film about um, a woman who has developed time travel technology, uh, yet finds out the repercussions of what it has on her physically to her body. Oh, ah. Interesting. Yeah. And um, it gets more and more to the point where... Uh, the the time travel elements of it physically change her, so and I'll stop right there because thank you. You yeah. know just when to stop, <clears throat> and so that's but still <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. There we go. Um, so I think that's a really strong one. It's a, it's got a very very uh, interesting sci fi. The special effects are you know they're still low budget, but they're still really well done and kind of creepy. That's cool. Um, and I, and I like that a lot. So that's one I definitely think that while the filmmakers here, because it's a world premiere, they'll be there, that it's a, it's a good you know time to talk to them mm-hmm. and find out like, you know, what their process was for making the film. Because it's, it's really, I, for me, it was really interesting. It's, it's a film that when I saw it, it kind of stuck with me. I know I'm turning away from the mic, Rick, sorry. Um, it kind of stuck with me in the sense of like I kept, on, I kept on remembering it and thinking about it. And every time I would think about it, I would think about it more, you know, because it just stuck in my head. And that's the kind of films I like when we when we pick films. It's like films that you are going to walk away thinking you saw something unique and different. And that's the, the when we mm-hmm. go for the horror, the sci-fi films. That's what we look for. Uh, we tr- and that's why you know something like what Jessica did, Jessica Cameron did uh, with Bad Place. It's it's something that has this message, this female-driven message about like being stuck in a place where it's almost it almost feels hopeless but you there you find a way to stick together to get out of it too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so anyway that's you know that, that those are a few films that i've talked about in the um in in that particular uh, element but a, a film like uh three day weekend which we're doing the premiere of too that film is <clears throat> a murder in the woods told from three different perspectives and they go they they, they follow three different tracks on like from that character's perspective of like what really happened. Mm-hmm. And as it progresses, it uncovers more and more, more and more. And, and what's so interesting about that one is there's absolutely no dialogue in the entire film. Oh, and I love that so much. What's that called? It's called three day weekend. Three day weekend. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, there's an act of revenge. We say that right here. So I know that. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Um, but it, but it's about, it's, uh, well, I'll just I'll just read this little line here that the, that the writer wrote: a kidnapping, double double cross, and an act of revenge. So, and that's really what the film is about. Um, and I won't say you know exactly what happens because, as I said, you uh, un- unveil layers upon layers as the film progresses. And um, that's actually one of the ones I watched twice because I wanted to see what I. Wait, what? Right. Okay, Wait, that's, 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 that's that's high praise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I, I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing now. I gotta go back, and I know how you know with the amount yeah. of time and the amount of films, yeah. you have to watch that. I mean, have to because you're yeah. programming to go back and watch one second uh, a second time yeah. really has to have taken. I was going to say, how many films do I, I, you I, I, I in, per, a year, I per, in a year? Okay, well, well, each year it grows, right. but I personally this year watched about 700 features. Okay, oh. yeah. Just for the process. I mean, that's, not including, that's not including all the films that I go a features see. Features over yeah. 60, 70 minutes then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so um, I mean, some of them are 60 minutes, so like the doc, some of the documentaries. But yeah. in general, I, I, I mean, there, there was one film that somebody else watched um, that was four hours long. So I got their review on it. <laughs> and, then I, and then somebody, two, two other programmers watched it. So that was one they neither one of them particularly liked it, so I didn't end up watching that one. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I I didn't want. You were watch pointing it. at me, and I'm thinking <clears throat> I don't remember watching yeah. a four hour. No, film. I remember sending it to Derek, and he said no way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did watch one and said yeah, and I don't think you heard of it. No. So. Um, and I don't know if you remember a few years ago uh, a film that we showed called The Center. Yeah, mm. Charlie okay. Griak. Yeah. He has a film this year. I, that's right. New I'm premiere. very excited. Nina coming back. Nina of the Wood. That we're premiering that film this year, uh, and Megan Hemsley, who's the uh, the woman in that film, the actress in that film, is going to be there. She's the star of this one. Okay, great. And it's a new thriller, uh, sort of a metaphysical thriller, uh, supernatural. Takes place in the woods about an actress who is going out with a team to film a a movie, and 
strange happenings occur. Ooh. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I, I'm not the strange happening. Uh, How do you know? You haven't seen it. Oh, that's true. Oh my god, it's really immersive. <laughs> uh, but I did like. I, I did like the sound. It's a hell of a script for a movie. <clears throat> that was an interesting. <laughs> you, you are the killer yeah. all along. <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And Charlie will be back too. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. They, they, we've ar- we've already made up plans to like get together. So. <laughs> and that's why I like Cinequest. <laughs> Brought to you this year by Monkey Shoulder. That's what I. That's what I hear. I saw the logo. In our, I saw I saw the logo in the guide, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, so those are a few of the the, the high points in the, uh, the the thrills section of Cinequest. I mean, we have over 20 of them, so I'm not going to like go over each one individually. No, 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 that's fine. But but one one I should point out is Synchronic, which is the Anthony Mackie. Um, it stars in this one. Okay. Um, and that one I think that should should definitely uh, appeal to the team, especially. It's a sci-fi movie where uh, these uh, two paramedics uh, witness these bizarre deaths, but there's something supernatural what's going on with this uh, uh, underground drug, and it becomes this mind-bending kind of uh, film, and and you'll you'll experience it. It's just it, it it does have a, it does have a release after Cinequest already. I don't remember when exactly, but but it is. I mean, it's got big names, and it's got a uh, what's his name from a. Uh, J- Jamie Dornan from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Can I, I have see not seen that? It. Which I haven't seen either. Yeah, he, it's, that's him right there. Yes. No, can I see it? Synchronic. No, uh, can I see oh, the I movie? Can she go to the movie? Is what she's asking. <laughs> if, yeah. if, if you find somebody to go with, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have to see that. There are all kinds of guys <laughs> hanging around downtown to be happy to take you. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is she's sixteen, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're her father. It's a. Uh, Jason Wiener will take you. <laughs> <laughs> At least I won't have to okay. sit behind so you. So, speaking of mind betters, though, so many, so I, many, so many names dropped. No, that nobody knows, but you'll you'll know those personas. Uh, that, of course, I, before we go into other highlights for you, is that mind benders, as you described that, synchronic is a mind bender. That is a shorts program as well that has a lot of sci-fi. You haven't seen most of those shorts, I believe. Christopher Garcia has. Yeah, but uh, that's. You know the shorts programs are always worth watching. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them actually. Well, a lot of the uh, so the mind benders, <clears throat> the animated typically have a fair number of science fiction mm-hmm, thrilling mm-hmm. kind of and, things. And they've all in the thrill section. Yeah, <laughs> and I've always been happy with the comedies too. Yeah, and actually they have a, a another program, other places, other times, which is all about science fiction and fantasy uh, shorts. So, so there's three I'm series. I'm disturbed by this chimpanzee thing. Yeah, it's okay. Does he have a pair of symbols? Maybe no. his hands are not in the picture. Uh, where are his hands, Derek? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> his hands are symbolic. Anyway, so uh, what else would you call as the uh, as as the hi- as highlights for you that you really want people to see, regardless well, of genre? Regardless of genre. Oh no. Well, of, I, I of course recommend. Uh, Jeff- I am so into this film. Yeah. So, Resistance, our closing night film, Jesse Eisenberg um, is plays uh, is play, <laughs> plays plays uh, Marcel Mango, Marcel. who who, who became later became Marcel Marcel, Marcel Marcel. But this is before Marcel Marcel the mime. This is uh, takes place in Nazi occupied France in 1940s, and he's uh, he, he is saving orphans to get yes. to escape from basically getting killed. Um, and says, it's all you, of shh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he he could talk. It's not a mine yet. Before he became a mine, but this is how he. This is the origin story. Of oh the god, mind. I hope it's not. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> there, there, it actually kind of is parts of that. Okay, yeah. I mean, he 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 becomes a performer to help them get through things, and so he entertains them through physical comedy. Okay, yeah, or physical elements. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not all comedy. It's so a, you've seen it. I have. I, and I, I saw it. Unfortunately, I saw a really rough version of it online as a streaming copy. Sure. So it wasn't color corrected and all that stuff. But it is. It's still something I did watch. How it. is Eisenberg in that role? Because he's I, actually great. Because yeah. I think he's a good actor. I don't yeah. necessarily think of, of his physicality. And yeah. for the man he, who would become Marcel yeah. Marceau, no, he I does. A, he does an amazing great. job of it. He he, watching him actually use the physical elements to to. to be with the children and and, t- and talk to them through the the, the language of, that he's using. It's really cool, and he actually does a really good job. You, you actually feel that he has so much compassion 
and wants so badly to help each and every one of them. It's really it's really pretty amazing what he does. I'm so looking forward yeah. to that movie. Yeah, no, no. And he's going to be there um, t- talking about it because we're giving him the Maverick Spirit Award that night. Yeah. So he's going to do the conversation about his overall career and then the Q&A with the director and the producer of Resistance after. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be like a pretty full night. I think uh, he's an interesting choice for Maverick Spirit Award too because he really has been kind of an iconoclastic yeah. pathway. He's done popular. He's done indie. He's a writer. He's, yeah. you know... It's an interesting choice, especially for someone so young. But they're often young, uh, identified. I understand that, but you know, yeah. it's it, it just he does feel like a maverick. You know? Yeah, well, he he does a lot of eclectic things. I mean, like you said, from the pop to like Zombieland and uh, uh, Luther, Lex Luther. <laughs> yeah, which I noticed you, you, the guy, whoever wrote that one this year, left that one out. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I made sure to put it back in on Family Planet. Yes, an interesting Lex Luther. I did think he was an interesting Lex Luther. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was, it was something I didn't expect uh, to see the way he played it, but it was I I actually thought it was a good version. He's not of, John Cryer, but he's a good. No, John Cryer's damn good too, but yeah, he's he's demented. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that that'll be a really fun night, and we we actually just added a f- uh, two films to the festival uh, that aren't even in the printed guide. One of them. Can you tell us? Yes, because it's already announced on the website. Um, oh. the new film by Michael Showalter. Um, oh, uh, the Lovebirds with Kumail uh, Nanjiani and Issa Rae. Oh, because Michael Showalter was he? Did he do My Name Is Doris? Is that yes? yes. And he also did uh, Big Sick. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So and it's and Kumail is in this film too, uh, mm-hmm. and also produced it and stars in it. And I don't know if he wrote it. I don't remember. Um, no, he didn't. He produced it and stars in it. And Issa Rae, who is also a pretty big name right now. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a romantic comedy uh, called The Lovebirds. And, and he sh- has been tweeting about it quite a bit. I follow yeah. him on Twitter. Yeah. yeah so, so we're showing that on the... the, the actually, the, it's the film right before Closing Night. So it's at 3 o'clock is Love oh. Bir- The Lovebirds and then and then Closing Night after that. Excellent. Um, and then the other one we just uh, added is called Fandango at the Wall, which is a documentary uh, dealing with... Um, uh, a, a musical festival that occurs at the border between Mexico and the U.S. So half of it occurs on one side, half occurs on the other. And it's about the coming together of uh, both cultures and the people. And it's, uh, it's I, okay, I know, I know. It's called Fandango California. at the It's called Fandango at the Wall. And it's produced by, uh, executive produced by Quincy Jones and Carlos Santana. Uh, we're showing the, we only have one screening of it, but it's, it's the world premiere of it at uh, that screening. Um, cool. And so that'll be a really fun event, uh, really inspirational. And that actually takes place on the second weekend too, on the fourteenth, so March fourteenth. And those are those are both announced on the website. I just they're just not in the printed guide yet. So it, most people are going to go to the website over the printed guide who are probably listening anyway. That's right. That's yeah. right. So um, so those those are those are some some really big highlights that I think that I wanted to talk about. But also in the comedies. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. And Hong Chao, uh, Hong Chao, who's from HBO's Watchmen. Which I think is also left out of this, isn't it? No, it's they, not. No, it's it? not. It's in here. It's in there. Okay. Well, at least it is on the website. I, I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I, I know. Okay. But yes, she was uh, Lady True. Yeah. And so we're doing a Maverick Spirit with her uh, with the new film that she's in called Driveways, which is stars, stars her and Brian Dennehy, who, who... I keep forgetting he's still alive. Yeah. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just that he's... He's in his 80s. He's got a few more years he's of his, But it's at his point. He doesn't take the big role. Yeah. He's... He was everywhere in the eighties and nineties, you know. Well, Cocoon. Brian Dennehy and Cocoon. Yeah, he was one of the aliens, the head alien. That's right, the head alien. Yep. Yeah, exactly. he lowered his eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can't believe you don't remember that. Wow. I know more about sci-fi movies than you. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, wow. Totally, totally, wow. <laughs> yeah, totally. Wow. <laughs> Take the title, man. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I just Next to... year you're going to be hosting this podcast. I'm going to whoa, come in and whoa, say, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh... <laughs> Every week, Jason Weiner guest. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that'd be incredible. <laughs> would it? <laughs> would it? <laughs> Think about what you just said. Yeah, can you like edit that out? <laughs> can, you edit, can you edit that? Out? I don't want him to hear this. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. He Jason's listen. going to come up to you at the festival and say, "I, I understand. I'm, I'm incredible." <laughs> Want to go just see a movie? like that, and just like he's that. gonna say it in that voice, yeah. Wow, that I understand. Was so disturbing. I heard I think you I've think ever, I'm incredible. I don't think I've ever heard him talking in that voice. He's like, I heard you said I was incredible. incredible. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's coming. 
Okay. Another He's like a Nick Kroll character. <clears throat> okay, another cross genre of comedy and sci-fi. Ooh. Useless humans. Um a uh, really really funny it's in the laugh section because it's more comedy than it is sci-fi. But it is a film that uh about a a group of people who've been friends since high school going away for their 30th birthdays kind of reunion thing um, into uh, a, a cabin area and then an alien sort of invades. always a cabin. There's always, always a cabin. An alien That's why I will never go to a cabin. An alien invades a space who is basically going to try to wipe out human life and they have to save the, the day. Sure, sure. Yeah, of course. You know, why not? As you do. And yeah. they start off useless and through the process of fighting Oh, they remain the alien, useless. Don't oh. worry. <laughs> uh, but there's like just absolutely hilarious uh, uh, physical comedy throughout too. Okay. Not not just uh, not just the dialogue. It's there's a lot of physical comedy that's just really funny. Are, are there writers being profiled? <clears throat> because we've talked about the Maverick, or Hong Chow and, and Jesse Eisenberg, and in years past you had Dennis Lehane, you had Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, we're not we're not doing a big uh, big writer this year. I mean, we're still doing the panels and we're doing the, the screenplay mm-hmm. competition, but we're not doing an award for big writer this year. Okay, uh, but uh, but only because we had other stuff going on and we were trying to sure. build out build out more of the VR and everything else. Yeah, which we haven't talked about, but we we won't. should talk about. Well, let's the talk VR. about the VR. What a great transition. <laughs> Smooth silence. silence. <laughs> this is like awkward. Well, it's one of the areas that I actually haven't seen the uh, oh. experiencer showing. Now you actually, but we do have a Doctor Who one. Yes, <gasps> a Doctor Who. Derek VR. and I have actually both. No, done this part is of something it. different. Oh, this is new. <clears throat> the Runaway. This is a cartoony. Take a look oh, at that. That is not oh, the experience yeah. that we that we have played. Yeah, um, it okay. may not be interactive. Uh, um, says, which, which section is it in? It's in the. This should be the interactive oh, section. Really? Yeah, okay. the VR experiences and yeah. the hyper reality. That's all interactive. Cool. The, the cinema ones are a, a different section over here. These are the ones that are non interactive. Got, got it. And got well, it, you know, it. that's interesting. Variety just and pointing speaking, to the pages of the podcast is so helpful. <laughs> well, I'm showing it to you. Okay. <laughs> Variety just read an article on a filmmaker who debuted a VR experience a couple of years ago, and he's turned it into a regular. I don't want to call it regular, but I guess it is. You know, a documentary, but it's like Potato Dreams. Do you do you remember? I don't know that. that no, uh, that he was a, a young young man in Russia. His his mother became a, a Russian, I guess, mail order bride to so that she could rescue her son, bring him out because he was a young gay man in in at, near the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh-huh. And Potato Dreams is this great VR experience where he told the story like in a dome all around, and and you were always under the shadow of of uh of Lenin and uh and so he's turned it into a full length documentary instead of huh. the five minute and so I saw I you know I saw that it's a big he's becoming a mainstream filmmaker here and uh again it's like you never know what you're gonna discover in any of these corners of Cinequest and that's what I, again I love when when something comes back that I go oh yeah I remember well, that well the, 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 well the one we did last year the, the, the four right. the three of us in that in that uh, yes the hyper reality failing hyper reality. Uh, and we are doing spaceship. more hyper reality this year I can't remember which ones they are because I, again I haven't experienced it so they're taking I, that same space across from original Joe's I don't know where, where the space is okay. right now I, I, I don't know if it says here's it here's the in real here. question is Sal <laughs> Pizarro going to punch me accidentally again <laughs> you think that was an accident I do Okay. In that he thought it was funny, like he's not really there. Boof. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that <laughs> like, now. Yes, I am. So <laughs> it, you're you're in. I, I'm explaining this to her since she wasn't yes. there. But you're inside the game. You're wearing harnesses, and 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 you yeah. and you actually things see. on your elbows and yeah. knees well, yeah, and stuff. VR. Yeah, but this. Oh yeah, you've done like the Terminator one. Over, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've done that one. So it's like Wait, that. But and so the f- three of us plus Sal Pizarro, who works for Mercury News, did it. And um, there are two different the, stages. You're on two different sides. And you have to do two for two different teams. Derek and Sal were on one side, and Sal didn't think he was actually really there. The body in front of him, so he hits him. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Well, I did. Okay, she did, I did that too. Apparently, no. Okay, I didn't. Do- she possessed Sal temporarily. <laughs> no. no I- and the sci-fi movie happened right here. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, because the Terminator one that I went to, like the the guy that was like kind of like helping us, he was. When we put the things on, like, he was, like, this little, like, floating, like, I don't even know what it was, um, uh, but there was this bridge that I had to walk across, which wasn't actually a bridge, but it looked like a bridge, and I went, and I, like, 
jumped because I got scared and didn't want to cross the bridge. And I, like, totally, like, just knocked him over. And I felt so bad and it was so embarrassing. That's VR. That's VR, absolutely. I, I, am, I have to get excited about two of these things. Ben 10 Omnicharge. Yep. Yeah, I, w- I was going to mention that because I know I know that you... Now it's a shame that Luke will not be able to be with me because he was a big... He's experienced the bitterness that we have of... It's already gone through like two reboots. So, oh, you know, it's not as good as it used to be? Well, no, but they've actually done... A, there's a new Ben 10 series uh-huh. and he's like, why? You know, I'm like, he's only 15 and already bitter about his childhood having been retaught. <laughs> you ruined my childhood. And, uh, You're and, still a child. And... <laughs> And we bear bears, which is a, a I'm a, not as excited about. That. No, it's a hilarious, hilarious oh, okay. show. Is it? I, I didn't know. Yeah, I love we bear bears. Dimitri, Dimitri, Dimitri Martin is. Uh, oh, really? Okay, is okay. The, yeah, he's, bear, he's very funny. He's very bear. funny. Yes, yes. Uh, Luke and I were listening to Dimitri Martin. And I said, "Oh, that's Ice Bear." And he went, "Oh." You know, so <laughs> it, it's a. Uh, and Bobby does, does, does he really make the same face as you do? Rick, you've seen it. It's scary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway. uh, yeah. So there's so, a lot of so other stuff. These these experiences. How many of these are like grouped together? Like you go in and you you get a headset and then you can go through a menu of different ones. That's a very good question because I don't know. Okay. This implies that Ben Ten and Wee Bear Bears are one to three players. Okay. So so that's not going to be one of the ones where you go into uh, you just sit yeah. in a room and you've got a headset on. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, the VR is one of the programs I haven't really been involved okay. with. Uh, uh, Derek was what two years ago? Two years ago, yes. Yeah. That's why I knew Potato Dreams. Like I yeah. helped with the programming of that. Just <clears throat> didn't have time. But there's a lot of other interesting stuff there, uh, and I do love the fest where that that it's expanded out to this. Yeah, you know, it's really cool. So yeah, so there, there, there's a lot to discover there. I mean, it's I can't remember the we're, we're doing it on certain dates of the festival, but that's on the website too, and you could you could find it's out like earlier the, loaded. Yeah, earlier yeah, the yeah. It's and a, a, definitely the first weekend for sure. I can't remember if they're doing it both weekends or not, but it's on the website. It says exactly when all of it occurs, and you just you know you you figure out the time slot you want to reserve. Right. And yeah, and some of these things do show up certainly on on local platforms yeah. like Steam will have a Feroculus. <clears throat> I I very much. Suspect that the like the cartoon stuff and the Doctor Who stuff will show up there eventually. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox as well. Xbox has a VR, right? Do they? Xbox has Hololens, well, Hololens, yeah, which is not a commercial product. It's very very expensive. Um, but the Oculus Oculus Quest is the the new one. That's the four That's or five hundred bucks. Yeah, it's like yeah. the four or five hundred dollars. But it's, I've it's, got it's one all the, one unit. Right? But what they've done is they've made you can buy that one and it's all self contained, which is great. Right. That's what I, that's what I meant all one unit. Yeah. Sorry. And but you can now hook hook that up to a VR capable PC and play all the standard Oculus stuff oh, using okay, that. Okay. So the buy in is a lot cheaper if you already have the PC that will do that kind of gotcha, stuff. Gotcha. Okay. But it, but if you get it if it, if you use it on its own it's that's it's five hundred dollars something like that it's right? less than that it's like three fifty four hundred dollars oh, okay. yeah and but does it I'm go getting for, cheaper does, all does the it time go, does it go pretty fast we can try it after the podcast if you want do you want to do some VR yeah <laughs> before or after the pie. After the pie, I All thought right. the pie was During VR. The pie. Oh yeah, it's not real. <laughs> what <laughs> virtual apples? <laughs> what? Uh-huh, we led you here That's under virtual insane. pretenses. If we run out of things to talk about, I think we have. I think this is good. This may be the fastest, but that's all right. Uh, oh, I could, uh, I, I could go on. It's, I know you could, and we often have. But I think the point is, we had pie to shorten this. What's so, the one movie you want to warn people away from? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Actually, there's nothing I wouldn't wouldn't want people to go see. <laughs> there's, there's, actually, I got to. But I, but, yeah. I, but I will I will give give a nice big shout out to one of what I think is going to be. One that people are going to miss if they if they don't, if they don't go out of their it. way. A dog's death is is. <gasps> oh, what, I don't like the sound of it. it yeah, no, it it, it, it is it, it is this black comedy um, from Argentina uh, about this couple who uh, she discovers what retirement's like, and he's a veterinarian who loses a dog at the beginning of the movie in in, in surgery. But it's about how they get into this sort of like game of violence and really weird nonsense i don't know how to describe it it's such a weird okay movie. It, it does sound like my kind of film yeah. what section is it in it's in the laughs okay yeah it's in the laughs, <laughs> i do i love how it's in the laughs and it's called a dog's death, death. well absolutely <laughs> oh, it's, okay it's but, it, but, but it, it is it, 
one of those movies that just took me by surprise when I saw it. Just it was so. Oh my god, this is a comedy. And there's all <laughs> kinds of John. I, cause I, I also wanted. To, I realized as we were talking another one from two years ago that I did accidentally stumble across is in came up on Amazon Prime. Wild Honey. Yes, yes. Yes. So that's it, on Amazon. With Prime. um. Oh my god, I can't remember. Uh, Rusty. Rusty. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm drawing yeah. a blank on the last name. Anyway, f- hilarious movie. Yeah, but not genre. It's just a, a wonderful, yeah. feel good, you know, slice of life comedy. And we got to hang out with her, right? We did. Yeah, and did. she was on fire. A hoot. Killer. Too old I probably should, for uh, the purpose of uh, this, also is talk about uh, Barefoot, which is um, the film oh, Julia yeah. Sokolow. Uh, yes, uh, her new film. Oh yeah. Um, and I should I should bring that up, and I don't know the page right now. I'm not gonna look for it. Anyway, it's a it's a documentary. New her new documentary, which she previously did. Um, the Asking Seeks Love, and then there was another that, one. That well, was... it was a short film that a short documentary, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, John something. It's, an, so it's a person. Many. It's yes. a person's name. John something. John Snow. Yes. John Snow. It's it's all about John. You know Snow. nothing. <laughs> okay. John yes. Oh, you good. Okay, and this one is called Barefoot. Um, the Mark Bomb story, and. Um, it's about uh, a man who essentially uh, walks barefoot across the U.S. to raise awareness for environmental causes, and they and she follows him along on the trek, and he's just this outrageous character as she's prone to uh, be attracted to in the subject matters of her films. Mm-hmm. Um, is he coming as well? Is he is not. Okay. Um, there's something that happens in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and on that note, oh, oh, that, well, we have. Uh, is there anything else in movies or TV you wanted to talk about, Rick? Oh, uh, well, something Harry happens Potter. in the movie. Harry Potter, Lock and Key. Uh, lock and, lock and no, Key is no. awesome. We, lock I and can't key talk is. about that because oh, I will. Spoil. I'm sorry. Survival skills. If you if it's it's a movie that is done in the vein of the old uh, '80s cop training videos. Um. And okay. and it it integrates that kind of uh, style of those training videos into an actual story about a cop who gets a little bit too close to one of his um, people he's trying to help. Okay. Um, and uh, one of the one of the really funny characters that is it is the police chief who's Stacy Keach. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you know how to get me. Yeah, yeah I know how to get you with Stacy Keach. <laughs> <laughs> really weird thing to say, but yes, it's and true. that's some laughs too. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It is. It is. As is Uncle Peckerhead. So. Uh, <laughs> is that a sequel? No. <laughs> no. But it is a, it is a, a, a comedy about uh, a punk rock band who uh, gets... Uh, they, they don't have a car to, take, to go on their tour of... Uh, oh, and their band's called Duh. D-U-H. Duh. Duh. And it turns out that their driver that they get to take them on their trip is a uh, flesh eater. Aren't we we all, though? (laughs) This is why I gave up my dreams of being a rock star. (laughs) I got a lot of flesh to eat. And if you want a Christina Ricci movie, Far Away Eyes. I do. It's a a fantasy. It takes place in the afterlife of having to to find your soulmate in a world uh, that's in the... The guy dies and she's his... And still laughs, right? It is. It's still a comedy. It's a romantic comedy. Um, And he has to find his his soulmate in the afterlife. But in in the afterlife... People don't even really care about that much about love anymore. So, uh, so anyway, and I'll that's watch that. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I, but again, I can keep on going about stuff. There's so many different genres in here. Daddy issues is about is a body swap movie. Oh, oh it's an actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a body swap movie. Body I just thought there was a slip. Yeah. It's freaky. I got daddy. Issues. It's like Freaky Friday in Vietnam. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. So And that's essentially what it is. it's like a freaky Friday. Okay. Yeah. So where can people go online? It's cinequest.org. C I N E Q U E S T dot O R G. Yes. Okay. So it was and, and, then, the, and, it, and then you could just click on the the main graphic there, it takes you to the lineup. And opening night is John Panette, um, You Go Now, which is a documentary about uh, a comedian, John Panette who uh, influenced a bunch of other comedians. He passed away, unfortunately, in the 90s. Uh, well, wasn't he in Tom- Thomas Jane's Punisher? 
No. He was on the last episode of Seinfeld. Okay, maybe that's it. <laughs> very, very similar. similar film. Very, <laughs> similar. very confused all the time. Punisher Seinfeld. Almost the same. All right. Anyway, um, but it's about him and uh, what we're doing that night is like a, a whole bunch of different comedic elements because the documentary is about a comedian. We're having Matt Donaher, a big comedian, who's going to come and perform a live set before the film because it was one of, one of the people who influenced his career. He's been on like the Colbert show or, or, or a Tonight Show. But what's Colbert. the date is what I was... March 3rd. March 3rd, okay, yeah. until, and then closing night is? March 15th. So two weeks of madness. In and Monkey Shoulders. And madness and Monkey Shoulder. Monkey Shoulder and Tito's. In downtown San Jose and Redwood City. And? Oh, okay. and Jason Weiner. Yes, okay. <laughs> Thanks, boy. Oh, yeah, if so you this. see him, go say hi. This brought to you by... <laughs> Uh, it's going to be so tough to edit out every mention of Jason Weiner in this Wiener. podcast. Uh, I'm so sorry, Rick. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned Chris Garcia. Oh, no, we did mention Chris Garcia about the shorts once. We did. We did. All if right. you want to say more, you can. Go ahead. No, I mean, the people know who he is already. Right. I, I just like mentioning Jason Weiner because no one knows who he is on this podcast. <laughs> but if hey. you go there, you will know who he is because oh, he's yeah, always, you can't you, know, you can't mistake you can't character. mistake who he is. No, I was right. He's John the one Panette. in the top hat. Yeah, John Panette is in The Punisher. He is. He is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it's based on Welcome Home Frank, uh, the Garth Ennis uh, Marvel Knights miniseries, and uh, 12 issue. Okay. And he was the, the fat guy with all the uh, uh, piercings. All right. No, well, that's Packer Dave. No, but he's still okay. fat guy. So, so was, you still retain your title. He kind of looks like <laughs> tree number two. Yes. I did think that watching Evil Dead the musical, the guy had very much the jump in that energy. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So, and it's a documentary about him, and it's a. Uh, Shows a lot of his. Uh, I'm a lot of his act. It's, I'm it's, interested. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun movie, and um, even though it deals with some subject matters, like like what he went through in his personal life. Yeah, he did um, not have a good personal life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he had addiction problems. He had obesity problems, and it's, it's like it's just one of those things that he was dealing with, and you know that led to yes more problems for him than anything. But he was a great comic uh, who actually also was one of the few that actually kept his act completely clean. Mm. It was always a clean act, too. He was never, like, a vulgar comic. He always wanted to keep it clean and very Mm -hmm. Mm family-friendly. Yeah, and people loved him. So really intrigued by that. So there we go. Uh, Go to cinequest.org. Find the nights you want to go to and uh, see you there. So thank you for coming out tonight. And once again, if uh, we've talked about anything, well, I guess we really... because we're mostly movies, you can't own the books about this stuff. I don't but, think, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, Welcome Home Frank, you can get it. <laughs> so anyway. You, uh, want, you want to mention anything else about Harry Potter for uh, Anything? Uh, um, Dobby, you know. No, because then I'm going to get into it and like. <laughs> and he has to edit it all out. <laughs> no, and in the Senate Quest office, we, we gave. You just hear we, me go like. We gave your father a sock and now he's a free elf. And so, you know, yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Dude, that was honestly the saddest thing. Uh, by the way, Hafton wants that sock back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, Rick. All right. So anyway, uh, you course, again, can search for things through Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Well, thank you. Say goodnight. Good night, Gracie. No, you can say it yourself. <laughs> I say... Hi, I'm Mike Rabel. Good night. Hi, I'm Mike Rabel. I'm here with Derek and Rick. Okay. Good night. And Gabrielle. <laughs> Your daughter. And my daughter. <laughs> and I'm um, Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers for good. Oh, no more sips. Right, no more sips. All right. That was for you, Rick. You. <laughs> I'll never give up and i never surrender. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.